Good morning. It's Tuesday, March 6th, 2012, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. In this morning's front-page headlines, Republicans vie for blue-collar vote. Obama presses Israel to resist strikes on Iran, and policy group is caught in a rift over direction. In this morning's national news, young and in surgery for a mouthful of cavities, we get the story from Seattle. From White Clay, Nebraska, at one tribe's door, a hub of beer and heartache. And a U.S. law may allow killings, Attorney General explains. In this morning's financial headlines, in China, sobering signs of slower growth. Digital files may not cut health costs, a new study says. And in a flood of tablets, some see a decline of PCs. There will be more business stories, more national and international news, too. A roundup from the sports page and the opinions of New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is written from Zanesville, Ohio, by Jim Rutenberg and Jeff Zeleny, and headline Republicans vie for blue-collar vote. If Mitt Romney defeats Rick Santorum in the bellwether primary here on Tuesday, it will be in no small part because he managed to win over a hotly contested and elusive segment of the electorate, white, working-class voters. At a metalworks in Canton and a welding factory in Youngstown, in mailboxes and on the radio, Romney's intense focus on these Republican-leaning voters was in evidence on Monday as he made his closing appeal in Ohio. Other people in this race have debated about the economy, they've read about the economy, they've talked about it in subcommittee meetings, but I've actually been in it, Romney told workers at a guardrail factory in Canton. I understand what it takes to get the business successful and to thrive. Introducing a new slogan, more jobs, less debt, smaller government, Romney's factory visits were not just about the Ohio primary. They were part of a broader strategy, hatched at his Boston headquarters, to fight Santorum for both working-class voters and conservatives on what aides consider to be Romney's turf, the economy, rather than on social issues. And while Romney's immediate goal is a strong showing in Ohio, one of ten Super Tuesday states and a crucial test of whether Santorum can remain a credible challenger for the nomination, he's also seeking to prove he can maintain his party's traditional advantage among working-class voters in a general election matchup with President Obama. Santorum, who has mixed his faith-based appeal with a working man's sensibility born of his Pennsylvania coal and steel country roots, was not about to cede that ground. At the Dayton Christian School in Miamisburg on Monday, he urged a capacity crowd to vote for a guy who grew up in a steel town in western Pennsylvania, who no one gave any chance to be standing here in Ohio in March, because he went out and believed in free people and in building a stronger economy based on manufacturing. Santorum's success with working-class voters in some states, notably Iowa and Michigan, has helped expose Romney's potential vulnerabilities with them. Romney's background as a wealthy private equity manager and some of his off-the-cuff remarks, like his comment at Daytona International Speedway two weekends ago that, I have some great friends who are NASCAR team owners, have only emphasized his challenge in connecting with blue-collar voters. Working-class voters have been less loyal to any one candidate, with Romney and Santorum, and at times Newt Gingrich, who's not competing strongly here, often fracturing their allegiance. In that sense, they've emerged as a potential decisive swing vote, particularly in Ohio, 
where voters earning $30,000 to $100,000 a year constitute 67% of the Republican primary electorate, making them an essential group for each candidate.